This episode of Dirty Linen is proudly supported by Kookaburra, making it easy to start, run and grow a ready-made meals business. For more information, go to kookaburra.com. Here I am back for the first Friday on my mind, little short bites podcast for 2022. Uh, I've been back at my desk for a couple of weeks now after a camping holiday, which was very fortifying. Uh, but yeah, fallen into a crush of deadlines, a suite of podcasts. And overall, I would say I am super happy to be back into it. Uh, but it does feel like there's a bit more momentum in the hospitality world. People seem more confident eating out. I guess as the caseload drops, the difficulties in staffing businesses has eased slightly. It's still pretty janky out there. Um, some businesses are still having to close or reduce their hours. There are a lot of uh, COVID-related cancellations from diners. And, in fact, I've been the beneficiary of one of those today where I was on a waiting list to go to a cool collab dinner at uh, Pretty Little in Balaclava. They're collaborating with Comma in Moorabbin and because a couple of people were unable to keep their seats, um, I've nabbed them. So swings and roundabouts, people, um, and I guess, yeah, staying optimistic and nimble always the way with COVID. Speaking of optimism, I visited a couple of really great uh, and exciting new premises in the last few days. Uh, one is a big, bright, happy brew pub in Huntingdale in Melbourne Southeast. It's uh, Kaiju Cantina um, from the, the guys that do Kaiju beer and cider. And it's... Um, uh, it's just a really upbeat, optimistic place close to Monash Uni near the train station. So you don't have to uh, keep under 05 if you can catch the train. Um, really bright, poppy 60s kind of vibe, a bit Howard Arkley with um, murals from artist Mikey Burton and uh, ironwork, blonde bricks, burnt orange upholstery. It's just really fun. Uh, it's beer and pizza. I had a, I tried a couple of pizzas the place doesn't open till next Wednesday, but I had a little preview and um, I can highly recommend all the pizzas, but I really enjoyed the cheeseburger pizza. So I don't think they're the first uh, place to do American cheese on pizza and just to really smash burger and pizza together. But um, it's the first time I've had it and have pizza with pickles on it and mustard. I don't know. <laughs> it's just kind of so wrong it was right. The other new place I've been to is a tiny cafe called Flavors of Syria um, and it's a business from uh, Nairan Tabi, a Syrian woman who came to Australia as a refugee and asylum seeker. Um, you know, it's super challenging coming to Australia in that way. She was detained on Christmas Island for a while um, and yeah, she's a really positive person. She ran a cafe in Damascus and uh, it's delightful to experience her Syrian food in St Kilda. Uh, she told me today that 
uh, she reckons it's starting to smell like Syria around uh, where she's cooking. And um, I think that means sumac and lamb mints and grilled eggplants and fresh flatbread, uh, but also Melbourne coffee in amongst the Arabic mint tea. So it's in a laneway um, out the back of a social enterprise store and exhibition space, community space called Space 2B, which supports migrants, refugees, asylum seekers. Uh, it's in the laneway at the back and the the, um, the road has been painted in super bright colours. Uh, so it looks super cheerful when you um, look at it and sit there. Uh, there's like snakes and ladders and hopscotch. So if you have a bit of energy to burn or perhaps have some kids with you that do, then, uh, yeah, there's more than just the food and the drinks there. Uh, so that's openings. I want to also touch on a business that's closing also on the south side and that's Tuck Shop Takeaway. I wrote a news story about that this week. Um, they announced uh, a few weeks ago that they were, that February 12 was going to be the last day they were there, um, flipping burgers and triple frying chips. And as part of this, I suppose the reflection that came about when they decided to close that business, they, uh, put a, a couple of posts on Instagram laying bare some of the realities that they've faced as small business owners in the world we live in. So, you know, one post was about the fact that even though a business is busy and looks really successful, that it might not be as financially sweet as things look. Uh, and also uh, just it's so hard to work in your own small business, like that the pressures of um, turning up five days a week with a smile, you know, take, dealing with customers come what may, you know, is, is very draining. Uh, and further to that, they spoke about some of the abuse that they've copped over the years, um, both online and in person, just sort of real downer kind of comments um, that make it even harder than it already is to run a small business. So that that's the backstory. That's them, I suppose, going out on their own terms because they both, um, Karina and Clinton, who own the business, Karina's an amazing pastry chef and she's got a really great ice cream hustle that she's going to build on and Clinton's been making like some of the sauces that they use on the burgers. He's turning that into a wholesale business and that's super exciting and that's the positive reason that they're closing the business as well as the fact that they're tired and, you know, they just want to do something else with the next stage. But anyway, they're, mostly their social media posts like calling out some of the online trolling, um, that got picked up by various media outlets and turned into the ostensible reason for their closure. So the, the, their story, the, their really intentional reason for closing kind of got hijacked um, and that's made it even harder for them <laughs> to close the business in the way that they want to, to have this, you know, few weeks of happy goodbyes. Um, it's been a little bit uh, dragged down and twisted. So I suppose, you know, from my point of view, I thought it was really important to write a news story that corrected the record and, you know, aired um, the real reasons that they were closing. So that was up on Good Food during the week. And we'll also have um, have the guys on the podcast when they've caught their breath. Uh, I think, you know, I, I consider myself a journalist. Yes, it's uh, it's just writing about food and often that just means telling people what's yummy. But I think also 
it's always a privilege to be a journalist to ask those nosy questions. And it's for me, it's about listening, it's about seeing people, and it's about honouring their stories for the greater good. When it becomes more about clickbait um, or about agendas, then I just think it doesn't do anyone any favours. It's I certainly know that it's been really hurtful to Clinton and Karina to feel like their story has been portrayed inaccurately. I'm not saying that I always get it right. Uh, I'm certain that I don't, but I definitely have in my mind that it's about honouring people's stories and being as accurate and fair as possible, no matter what kind of um, journalism you're doing. Uh, It's been a really good, rich week on the podcast. Um, Catch up if you haven't already listened to to this week's episodes. I really would encourage everybody who works in hospitality and indeed visits um, restaurants, cafes, bars, pubs, listen to the episode on ventilation. I feel like um, what Kate Cole uh, had to say about um, air quality in restaurants is important for all of us to get to get our heads around uh, as we come into the third winter of the pandemic. Can it please not be like the other ones? Um, I think that having confidence to eat indoors as the weather cools because businesses are keeping an eye on everything they can to make it a safe environment for workers and diners is has to be a really big part of the conversation. It's it's so important. I know that if I see a business with a CO2 monitor and that seems to be taking care of the air that everyone in the room is breathing, then I'm going to feel more like going there. Uh, it's going to give me more confidence to dine out, even in, you know, a COVID environment. Uh, also this week I've been working on a story about food trends and... <laughs> It's kind of, I don't know, uh, these food trend stories, they they come around, people love to read them, they love to argue about them. As a writer, they can be a little bit icky because I think food is about so more than blowing with the wind and, you know, eat ingredients and, you know, whatever the next uh, trend is on TikTok, etc. But it is really fun just to reflect on the kinds of shifts and changes that are happening in the food and restaurant world at any given moment. And I feel like, you know, this trend story that I'm writing, (laughs) you might disagree, but I feel like it's a bit deeper than some of the stories that I've done over the years. And I think that's because this is just a pretty deep, thoughtful period. Um, Everybody is so, you know, everyone's had such a hard road that uh, you can't help but see things in sharp relief. And I feel like some of the things that I'm seeing in terms of trends uh, are more than that. They're sort of movements and shifts and changes that will probably and hopefully be maintained for a richer and more connected dining experience for all of us. Um, So one of the things that I'm talking about is uh, working title Same Sideism. And that for me, I think is, you know, Part of what we see on this podcast um, quite often, it's, you know, people laying bare the realities of working in hospitality for diners. I think so much of uh, 
the orthodoxies of the hospitality experience are around creating magic and, you know, that duck that's paddling madly underwater, but that everything seems really smooth on top. And I think COVID stripped that away a little bit. It's less, you know, the customer is always right and a bit more of we're all in it together. And you see that in things like, um, signs and on doors asking people to be kind or posts on social media um, explaining why uh, a restaurant has to close or reduce their hours. Um, it's just a little bit more bringing the realities that, you know, people in hospitality can't help but deal with to the attention of the diners and hopefully creating a bit more empathy and connection for everybody, which can never be a bad thing. So that's what's on my mind this Friday. I wish you guys a brilliant weekend and, yeah, I've got a really good, strong week of podcasts coming up next week as well, as we always try to do. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for being with Dirty Linen. Um, yeah, be well, eat, eat good things, uh, be kind and patient, and I'll catch you soon. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This is a deep in the weeds production.